0: I think it'll pay dividends for, you know, not only your, your training partners competing, but when it comes back to you, um, when it's your turn. But also, it, it builds bonds as as a team and with a teammate. And you know, it's better to be a a good training partner if people want to work with than a shitty training partner that injures people and no one wants to touch because then you just won't be able to work with in the future.
1: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. As usual, I'm the host of this show, these conversations, these videos occasionally on YouTube. I'm also the guy behind the camera at Pohada Photography. This time around, it's a guest episode, something of a mat side musing, which I've called them before. Anyhow, I saw a post on Facebook from a previous guest of the show, Mr. Travis Redinger, talking about being a good and respectful and safe training partner He's done a lot of jiu-jitsu, he's done a lot of fighting, including MMA. Do go back and check out my conversation with him. But I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I love the point you're making there. If you'd be willing to expand on it, hold up your phone and record it, I would love to share that message with my audience. So without further ado, my friend Travis on Training Partners.
0: Just a friendly reminder to those who... Are looking to compete or are competing or uh, wanting to test the waters and things like that. But the biggest thing is, I'd say, is work on being a good training partner. So you can physically and mentally push people, challenge them, uh, put them in challenging positions, and really make them work for escapes or submissions without hurting them or causing them injury uh for an example if you look at uh, muay thai fighters in thailand they have the ability to spar daily in an intense yet controlled fashion and they do it with uh, realism but they do it quite safely and these are people that will fight and compete on a quite regular basis who train hours hours and hours a day and might not necessarily even have the best nutrition or living environments uh, compared to a lot of us. Um, Thinking to the people who are competing and this goes back to, I guess, the the competitor and the training partner um, and also reflects a little bit on your ego. But if you are caught in a submission, just tap, let it go, um, realize that you're caught and then in that minute or 30 seconds or wherever else you would have fought, try to get out of it and end up tapping anyways, take that time and recognize how you ended up that position, how you ended up getting caught, and figure out ways around that or what you should have done differently. And the reason for that is, is you don't need to compete injured. I realize you're trying to get in a mindset of being aggressive and assertive and wanting to win, however, you don't need to compete with injuries because you won't compete at your full potential. And likely this isn't your professional uh, endeavor that's making you money and paying your bills and paying your mortgage. So if you have to go to work on Monday and other things, just keep those things in mind. On the flip side of that, if you are someone working with a person who's competing, if you do catch a submission on them, secure it, but put it on slowly. There's no need to trap them, slam on a submission and cause them potential injury. And unless you're at a high level or you are in a spot with the person you're rolling with that you guys are able to put them on quickly without causing injury, you should be doing this with all of your submissions. You should have the ability, the knowledge and comfort in your own skill level that you can catch a submission securely, but not have to rip it on the person or just go quickly and make them tap. If you want to be a good practitioner, you should be able to secure an arm bar, a triangle, a leg lock or something, have them in complete position to where they can't escape and not actually finish the submission because really the setup and securement of the submission is what you should be aiming for. It's not going really fast and, and hoping that you have everything in place to get that arm bar, then bam, popping it quick. And you don't want to be injuring your training partners because you can't properly secure the submission and hold the position. It's not fair to your training partners. And really it's no benefit to you learning from this. So you shouldn't be injuring people because you don't know how to properly apply a submission or hold a position. And think another important fact, and this is um, people that are competing, but also if you're going with someone who is a, I want to say lower belt, but a different skill level than you. Maybe not up to your wrestling aptitude or, you know, grappling greatness and other things, but you can give them resistance and difficulty, but let them be successful. So if you're competing, it's very important to be in a good mental state for competition. And people should be focusing on that last week or so not going hard fighting out of things, but this should be the time you spend getting your submissions and finishing them and polishing things. Because if you spend the last week before the competition getting smashed on the mats, that mindset is going to be ingrained in you. And you're going to be used to getting in a bad position and just riding it out and everything else. With that, you should be going with people around your weight class not if you weigh 140 pounds not going with heavyweights granted you may be going against them in absolute however you will have a very different game against someone your own weight and rank than someone who is 40 pounds heavier 50 pounds heavier or 40 pounds lighter On on the flip side of that and I don't want you to think that you shouldn't be going with these people in general. Yes. I mean, roll with everyone in the gym. I think it's very important for, for everyone involved and everyone getting you better. However, try to specify a little bit and look at, you know, how I play my game is different and those types of things. And it does come into to your speed and how you change, but also possible injuries. But if you're constantly getting smashed and constantly getting beat, it makes you question your abilities It also makes you very complacent with being put in bad positions and not being able to get out of them, which is what you don't want in a competition. And it destroys your confidence. So if you're working with someone competing and you're working on them, you know, getting up to to that that week or so before, a couple weeks before, you need to build them up. You need to give them success and you need to help mentally prepare them for that, because you want them to do their best there. You don't want your teammates to, to do a crappy job and things like that. And honestly, you want and you need to be a good training partner because you want the same when it's your turn. So you need to help them mentally prepare, not just physically, in catching submissions and finishing submissions and those types of things. And you know, this is also not the new time to, to try some new flashy thing you found. Like You stick to your basics, but really focus on the mental aspect of being successful getting out of bad positions, reversing, getting submissions, catching submissions clean and finishing them and really help your training partners get that confidence that they need going into the competition with a positive mindset. I think it'll pay dividends for, you know, not only your, your training partners competing, but when it comes back to you um, when it's your turn, but also it, it, Build the bonds as as a team and with a teammate, and you know it's better to be a a good training partner people want to work with than a shitty training partner that injures people and no one wants to touch because then you just won't be able to work with in the future.